0: If I was Prime Minister, I'd be looking for a way to people to monetize what they want to do, uh, what they love to do. So I would like kind of give everybody, give the country a day off and, and say go, go do what you love to do and then let's figure out how we can make money from that. Um, because I think if people are doing what they love, they don't work a day in their life, they're going to be more productive, they're going to enjoy their lives and they're going to contribute more to the world than um, doing something they don't enjoy doing. And so, for me, I'd be trying to create a new economy based on people enjoying their lives and and doing what they love, and you know, have, you know, because then you get m- meaning in your life, which is uh, we know is huge. So, I'd try and try and do that, which may take more than a day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was Ben Warren. This is Doug it, the podcast. Welcome to Dug It! I don't even know what episode it is, but it's a wonderful one with the uh, wonderful Ben Warren from the Pure, fresh off his talks from Wanderlust, which um, were packed houses. He had um, a few different talks there. The one I went to on Ancestral Health, I think it was, the amount of hands that went up in the room for question time was, um, unreal he could have been there for weeks it seemed just answering everyone's queries so if you have any more queries feel free to fire them through and hopefully I can get him back on again and maybe um answer some of those and in particular I wanted to dive into his work that he's been doing with depression and mental health with his PhD looking at certain factors that might be kind of triggering that in people so a really interesting work and he's super inspired and and kind of charismatic and energetic just in the way he presents and talks about the work he's doing. It's a a real joy to be around. It got me super excited uh, to even start to delve into my own genetic expression and uh, dietary kind of optimization. As it were, in terms of what's possible, it's the I guess the possibilities that are so exciting, and um, they've got their B Pure Clinic now up in Auckland, so I'm going to get involved in that hopefully sometime soon and, and go through the kind of some of the clinical work there, and um, and if you're interested, make sure you check out this site. Uh, they've got great blogs and resources on there as well, and uh, but such a great chat, such a nice guy to talk to and. and the the kind of topics and the depth of knowledge he has and the variety of um, I guess interests in terms of health and optimization but also the even when you I asked him about the, you know books and references and mentors talking about spiritual people like autobiography of a, or Paramahasa Yogananda autobiography of a yogi and um, and then also like leading scientists and researchers and Paul check and um, such a wealth of knowledge from so many different areas and um, so I'm sure you'll get plenty out of this. It was added so much energy to me just being around Ben and, and talking about these topics, which I I love also. And to to really talk to an expert and someone who's so passionate in that field was um, a real treat to demystify. Um, a few things as well so hopefully it gives you clarity as to <clears throat> as to where you can enhance your health and, and happiness and life and also uh, purpose had a great little piece at the end is talking about um, you know the, the people doing what they love and that he's got so much energy and w- wouldn't be doing anything else and that's I feel like I get to tap into that when I get to interview people like him and, um, and that's kind of I feel like when I'm in that place too it's just, it's unreal and everyone if they can get to experience that in their life and then actually create a um, a, a job or a lifestyle around that, then then that's it's so wonderful. It's like we're here on the planet and we've all got, you know, kind of, uh, I, mean, I seem to always drag these intros out, but it always occurs to me, not always, but it does occur to me that for me I'm born in New Zealand I have certain friends and families and skills and attributes and I find certain things really easy and certain things quite difficult and and it's such a unique um, mixing pot of things I've been given and gifted and created and um, and that we all have that and so it's kind of how can you tap into that and I mean we've only got one life so what if you've got a, a book that's inside of you if you've got a way to speak if you've got a that no one else has quite like you do then then it's kind of rude not to not rude but it's um, it's just an opportunity that no one else has and you're here so you might as well give it a crack so for me that's been the podcast has been one element of that I've got some other ideas too which I need to get out art exhibits a book some travel as well um, and some things to give back and uh, and Ben's got this wonderful fascination and curiosity and ability to do what he does, and hopefully you get something out of it too. So, as always, enjoy. Check out. Be pure. Uh, Arthur Arby's playing in the background. I need to. I've already recorded one with him. I still. I'll get it up shortly for you. So check out his music. Check Ben out and um, the, the, his work. You could check him out too. He's quite a handsome guy. Uh, He's got a family and and wife though, so don't get any funny ideas there or do, but then maybe keep them to yourself or share them I mean, who am I to kind of impose my ideas and uh, And always hope you dug it in your reviews comments Always a treat and uh, maybe any more questions and queries you guys have too. I'd love to hear them as to what people are um, wanting to know more about and um, Maybe we can do a round three soon. It'd be great. Always a pleasure always a treat Thank you for listening. Gracias, amigos. Here's Ben Warren from Vpure. Pure. Be Pure, be happy, be yourself. So you're saying the PhD, your PhD is on... Mental health.
0: Yeah, it's on the. Basically, we're looking at micronutrients and mental health, and there's a, uh, a a urinary metabolite that that when people have high levels of of excretion of this specific metabolite, uh, it looks like it binds zinc and B6, which then means that they haven't got enough zinc and B6 to maintain their mental health, um, and so. Yeah, we're, we're, we're basically looking at this and trying to, trying to study and see how prevalent it is uh, amongst anxious people and how to treat it and then also looking at the biochemistry behind it and then also looking at the genetics behind that. So, yeah, it's, it's really fun.
1: So that's to do with how your body creates... Be vitamins in the body or is that absorbed? well Well, this, it, this is the crazy
0: thing. They don't, uh, it, it, it's it, it's a metabolite, so it's a breakdown of, meta- uh, of of your metabolism, but they don't know where it comes from yet. So it could come from uh, hemoglobin and uh, synthesis, which is, you know, red blood cells. It could come from bile secretion. It could come from the gut. So there's a number of pathways uh, where it could come from. So they don't actually know where it comes from yet. And that's part of what we're going to be looking at is, you know, where is it coming from? How does it bind zinc and B6? So it's kind of like, you know, Imagine it—it it grabs hold of them within your blood, and then you pee it out, and so then you haven't got it in your blood anymore. And so over time, you become chronically uh, zinc and B6 deficient. Uh, that's what it's looking like at the moment. So yeah, you know, that's that's kind of uh, what, what what I'm looking looking at.
1: So that, and then you're mentioning it to work with all these kind of cutting edge researchers. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah,
0: it's it's who are all
1: in that space as well. Or is oh they're, they're no, there?
0: yeah, they're all they're in different spaces. So uh, I've I got. Uh, Dr. Julia Rutledge, so she's uh, sort of the, the one of the uh, the top people, top researchers in the world on micronutrients and mental health. So she, so so essentially, what you get to do when you do a PhD, you get to uh, uh, kind of like you have this question that's an unanswered question, and then you 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 get to form a team of the top experts in the world on your team to help answer that question. So so I've I've been able to do that, and so uh, we've got Jerome Saris, Jerome's uh, University of Melbourne, and he's one of the top people on again natural health. Uh, well, natural products and mental health and then we've got an incredible biochem guy uh, Ian Shaw, dr. Ian Shaw, uh, who who uh, was originally uh, sort of worked in the, in the field of discovering and finding xenoestrogens and the effect of uh, you know estrogens in the environment and so he's working on the biochem side and he'll he'll help us he'll help me um, sort of test and find this molecule and start looking and tracking it through the body and then we've got uh, martin kennedy so he's uh, he's uh, he's uh, the top guy top pathologist at uh, otago and then he's also a, a geneticist and runs the genetics lab and so then we'll start looking at the genetic aspect behind what's actually driving all of this and so he, he's in, his area of his interest really is in genetics and 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 mental health and so we already know there's a bunch of genes associated with mental health disorders. And and it with genes. It doesn't mean say that you're going to have it. The, the, the gene kind of loads the gun and then the, um, the environment pulls the trigger. And so, so it's going to be a combination of the environmental factors and, but, but an underlying gene that makes you susceptible, uh, to, to this mental health issue. Yep. So, um, it, it's, it's really cool. And the cool thing about it is that if, theoretically if if it all the research pans out the way we think it will it's it's a condition that you can literally turn off very quickly so you can turn off you know people these are people with uh, chronic anxiety supposedly Uh, again we obviously we're researching this so it's not not fully uh, not we don't fully know that yet but uh but but it looks like you can you can turn it off pretty much within 48 hours with zinc and b6 supplementation which is very cool
1: well yeah i remember doing the zinc test at your uh, at the 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 wellness expo yeah that you put on and um, and that's just a super common deficiency it seems Massive. in terms of yeah um, yeah and where's where's that missing link? Is that in the in the soils that that's been missing so we're not
0: yeah, getting any more. Wow, that's, that's a good question. Uh, the, yeah it'll definitely be the soils, the quality of the food we're eating, um, it'll most likely be also an increased need. And so in, in the zinc, there's over 300 enzymes that are zinc-dependent, and, and so um, in the modern world, we have a more stressful lifestyle, I suppose, in regards we have to build a lot more stress hormones uh, or, or hormones in general, and, and, and they're all zinc-dependent. But, and then also, people aren't absorbing zinc so well in the gut, so there's a lot of gut issues because the amount of sugar we're eating, the amount of processed foods we're eating, the amount of gluten and leptins we're consuming, which are, which are stopping and limiting people's absorption of the nutrients within the foods they're actually eating. So even though they may actually be eating enough in regards to their foods, eating a lot of oysters and beef and lamb and sesame seeds and maple syrup and pumpkin seeds, they're not actually absorbing that very well because they've got an underlying gut issue. Potentially because of all the sugar they've consumed, all the alcohol they've consumed, mm. and so um, yeah, there's, it's, it certainly is multifactorial. And you know, right, right there, that's a PhD in itself, um, mm. just just looking at that question. Um, so it's kind of, uh, but yeah, it certainly is going to be multifactorial. And
1: I even heard the um, epigenetics, like 25% of that can happen in the womb. Have you heard? Yeah. That? Is it? Yeah. Correct? The, well,
0: yeah, I'm not sure of the percentage, but they but are absolutely the the. It's 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 happening very very early, mm-hmm. and the the yeah absolutely we know uh, the research is pointing particularly to around uh, K2 uh, that the controls where you put calcium and it's in the first uh, first six weeks of fetal development and it very much can, looks like it's controlling uh, the quality of your baby's teeth and so whether they're going to get cavities or not. Um, It also controls the the jawline and whether you're going to need orthodontics. Um, So if you're getting enough vitamin K2 and if the mum's got enough vitamin K2. Where's K2 coming from? Yeah, K2, it's going to be hard cheeses, fermented foods. It's a bacterial fermentation. Um, Natto is the number one source, which, you know, like in the West, it's like fermented soybeans. You know, who's going to be eating that? So traditionally hard cheeses, but the, the, the interesting thing, Doug, is it's raw cheeses have the best raw cheeses so like where you take raw milk and then you make a cheese like the French yes. and, uh, and and so it's um, so it's sort of like the science is now showing some of the traditional things that people used to do as being you know that they were incredibly uh, healthful and now science is kind of going well hey th- th- this is why because it's got much higher levels of K2 because
1: that's interesting because I often see on some of the fermented products there's like pregnancy labelling of um, maybe it's like a to avoid any yeah, warnings, lawsuit right? or something, but it's yeah, yeah. if you're pregnant uh, yeah. avoid fermented products or avoid yeah. natural bacteria, or yeah exactly. So then is there there must be an element of risk there, or is that just no? In your that's a, no, you're
0: or? no, you're absolutely right. There is with any raw foods, there's an increased risk, and uh, it's interesting. You know, a number of years ago, you may remember this. Like, there was a there was a E. coli outbreak in in Europe. And they all pointed to the Spanish tomatoes and, and they sort of actually destroyed the Spanish tomato industry. And it, and it turned out to be a German lettuce. Mm. Um, and the, the interesting thing from that is that they then had a serious conversation about whether they should ban lettuce because it's too dangerous to eat. And fortunately, they decided that the, the benefits of eating lettuce far outweigh the risks of eating lettuce. And so whenever you eat any raw foods, there's an increased risk. And so it's really just a, a, you know, a, a risk-benefit uh, risk ratio. And so when Linda, my wife, was pregnant with our children, she consumed raw milk, she consumed a lot of fermented foods because we felt, I felt, we felt that the, uh, the, the benefit from consuming those foods, having healthy children, outweighed the risks. And so like anything in life, it's, uh, you have to sort of just weigh up the, the risk-benefit ratio and, and then make a decision. And so, so for me, I, I believe the, uh, the risk of raw foods is, is minimal. Uh, For example, in Hawke's Bay, uh, about 10,000 people a week get exposed to raw milk, and at this stage, there's not been one hospitalisation of somebody from drinking that raw milk.
1: Oh, that's going to be my next question, was that I just bought, we got some raw milk for mum and dad the other day, and I just wondered what the...
0: Yeah, and so, you know, we know that it's, uh, obviously, like all foods, it's, you know, a supplier quality issue, uh, a sanitation issue, but you know we know that consuming raw milk can be very safe, mm-hmm. and so you because know, that, that that's happening on a weekly level in Hawkes Bay. So yeah, the raw milk's fantastic, and, and interestingly enough, often much you mentioned earlier that you sometimes struggle with dairy, mm-hmm. and it's much better tolerated, and so the toleration aspect is you know the, the enzymes like lacto uh, lactase is still in the milk. So you can break that down the lactose much easier, the phosphatase to break down the, the calcium in the milk still there. So um, it, the enzymes, uh, the beneficial bacteria, the B vitamin content's going to be higher. So we know that there's going to be a lot of benefit to that.
1: Yeah, because I've had sinus issues, and it really kind of plays up with the, the if it's just pasteurised milk, yeah. um, Buzz mentioned the butter's not too bad, and then, and then I'm kind of wondering whether that's a result of other you know maybe it's not the dairy maybe something something else that's going on but even your talk at one last how you're really enforcing the the lectins and the bread yeah correct and I haven't been having much bread at all because cool from your last talk and <laughs> nice you know, um, but the other day there were all these sandwiches on the mum and mate and it was sourdough or yeah. it seemed like a nice bread she made all this food and, and so I picked a couple up on my way down and I my back and my stomach and everything just <laughs> like my whole back kind of felt like it seized up because my stomach got so sore Yeah, and I was just thinking of your talk and it was kind of so painful i just stop and pull over and <laughs> and I was thinking not a, not again or I can't do this again but yeah. the, the lectin piece I thought there was it's, do you say like a hundred times more lectin? Yeah, or yeah. Like so there's the... yeah,
0: ten to a hundred times more lectins. So lectins are this plant molecule that uh, the plants make to protect themselves from the environment, and uh, yeah, unbeknownst that when they hybridised, uh, unbeknownst to Norman Borlaug and, and the people that hybridised. Um, modern wheat is they 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 concentrated these lectin levels and so the lectins now being heavily researched for this new mechanism of protein toxicity where the lectins actually break the junctures in the gut in the epithelial cells which cause the leaky gut and then our body tags gluten which is this complex protein um, as an invader, and, and then that's what's driving, and so it's being pointed to right now as that's that's the driving factor behind gluten intolerance. It's not, you know, gluten has always been in the wheat. Mm-hmm. Yes, the levels are much higher now, but um, it's it's the fact that we, the le- there's so much leaky gut now because of the lectin levels. So, um, yeah, that's that, and, and that's, that's wonderful. I'm always very pleased when people experience what you experience, Doug. You know, other than obviously the pain and discomfort, but then once once you experience that, you know it. You know, and it, and and it takes it takes a while sometimes to sort of like you know maybe another six months, and then you'll try it again, and you'll go, darn it, that just doesn't work for me, and and so.
1: That's the piece I thought about was how, how many years I'd lived with this discomfort, or I had back pain, and all it brought back all these memories, and but I wouldn't have known what it was from, but because my diet was cleaner, or I'd eliminated that. Yeah. Then it just, it was an instant trigger. It was like, well, I ate that and this happened, but Absolutely. I wouldn't have known that beforehand. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, it's not until you get your diet clean and then you reintroduce it that you'll often see the effects. We yeah, recently had a client who's, who's quite, quite sick and uh, and we 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 suspected that alcohol was a problem for his system because his his, his immune system had tagged up a lot of yeasts as an invader, and uh, and it, he he he, uh, he stopped drinking for a period and then Christmas obviously came recently and he had had a few beers and, and within within days he had a, he, well, his symptoms all came back. Uh, and so for him, that was powerful. it's eh? you know, it's wonderful because he he now realises no, you know, right now that that can't be a part of his lifestyle if he wants to, you know, move forward with his health. So uh, sometimes you have to go through that uh, to, to, and that that that's real knowledge. You then know that. I mean, there's not amount, there's no amount of research that that you can show somebody that's going to give them that same when they've actually experienced it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think it's a positive thing for people to experience these things.
1: And if someone's listening they're, they've got some inflammation signals or pain signals or something coming to their body that's not quite right or maybe they're not even aware of it where do they kind of start with like someone like yourself or yeah. what, what's kind of first port call for trying to figure that thing out because I remember doing an uh, allergy test yeah back in the day but I think it was so kind of just surface level yeah um yeah, or well, one-dimensional wasn't a holistic approach, and so it kind of didn't really flag anything yeah. out of the ordinary, yeah. and then, um, and so I haven't really known where to start.
0: Sure. Well, I would, um, the first, first place is, is, you know, cleaning up the diet, which, which as you discussed, is, is really huge, so that's kind of like moving away from processed foods, moving away from sugar, moving away from, gr- uh, from wheat. Grains, gluten-free, those sort of things, and then if, if that doesn't resolve it, then you really do need to do testing. So at BPU we do sort of we only do gold standard kind of medical tests because already what we are seen to do is seen as very alternative in regards to sort of reversing parameters of a lot of modern diseases. Um, but uh, so. Some some of the hair testing, for example, they do for food intolerances. It's really just looking at bioresonance, and, and and scientifically, there's not a lot of you know there's not a lot of support for that. And so we tend to do blood testing, and we well, we do do blood testing, and we look to see whether your body's building immune molecules to specific foods. And so then that way you can, you can just see if your body's building, if your body's building a lot of immune molecules to a food, that's a good indicator that you've got leaky gut and it's also a good indicator that you shouldn't be eating that food. And so, yeah, so invariably go blood, blood testing. But the first step I think, is, you know, clean for people listening is to clean up their diet, you know, go gluten free, go dairy free for a short period of time and, and, and then reintroduce it and see how you feel.
1: Mm. The, cause... I've listened lots of Rhonda Patrick and all the disease, arthritis, everything's inflammation-based. Yes. Correct. So then even heart disease. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So then identifying those things that cause inflammation. Absolutely. And then, and then also incorporating the foods. I wonder what recommendations you had for anti-inflammatory. Mm. um I know the the green teas can be quite good. Yeah. Turmeric Turmeric's um, huge.
0: Incredible research around turmeric and, and, and obviously curcumoids, which are that curcumin the active ingredient within turmeric, uh, ginger. So, you know, both gingers just, you, right now, you can buy an anti-inflammatory capsule that's just ginger, and it's literally a pres- prescription. Mes- it's that effective, ginger, reducing inflammation. Um, your omega-3 fatty acids, so your, your flaxseed oil, your fish oils particularly, are all going to be very... They all support the anti-inflammatory pathways. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's certainly plenty of foods to be eating to... Um, to help quell the inflammation side but at the end of the day we want to be avoiding the inflammatory foods because no amount of fish oil is going to make up for um you know a loaf of white bread if you're gluten intolerant Mm -hmm. and so we've got to be and so the the main foods the inflammatory foods are going to be sugars are going to be gluten for, for many people um the nightshades, so that's your peppers your aubergines courgettes tomatoes for for some people with with arthritis um are alkaloids in there that that their bodies um don't respond as well to and so yeah you know, minimizing those are going to be your your first step
1: that's interesting i hadn't really considered the nightshades but i'd heard about it but the the other piece i i I don't know how much thought you've given to it i'm sure you have but um because my dad's had a history of heart disease in his family his dad died Mm-mm. at 60 and then his 60th birthday came up and he had a sore chest and went in and got all the yeah checks and um and he really enjoyed your talk and dr libby's talk at the expo and then but then he's having a, a brioche with his coffee in the mornings and uh, <laughs> and me and my sister are kind of like yelling at him <laughs> yeah. and um but the behavioral change piece of like maybe getting a snippet of this, some of this information from yourself or from a magazine or but not having enough kind of pain or motivation or, invi- yeah. or the, the right environment to, to create that I don't know what gets people over the line yeah it's um,
0: I, yeah I agree doug it, it's different for everybody I, it, story close to my heart so my uh it, you know m- my my father's uh, he's 72 now and for many years I was trying to get him to go gluten-free right and uh, he had some aches and pains. He, he loves golf. He loves playing golf. Golf's his thing. He, he, he plays twice a week, and a uh, very good golfer. And anyway, he uh, he, he wouldn't, you know, he, he was like playing with gluten free, but not really doing it. And then I went and did a TEDx talk, and Dr. Rodney Ford was talking there, and he's 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 like the father of, of gluten. He's the one that discovered pretty much that gluten's the problem that it is. And so we we, we, we were driving back from there, and driving back, my dad goes to me, so so. Do you think it would be a good idea if I went gluten-free and I'm like I've been telling you this for like you know years now and he's like well what's it gonna do for me and I and I'm like I'm like you know knowing what he loves to do which is play golf I'm like well it'll probably give you you know maybe an extra five or ten yards on your drive and 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 your backs probably not gonna be as sore and he just looked at me and went well I'm gluten-free now and that was it and he's been gluten-free ever since so that was you know like whatever four or five years ago and so it's finding what it is for for the person. What what what's the motivation for the individual? I mean, you know, who'd have thought that, like, you know, for for him, that's what it was. That you know, if he can get an extra five or ten yards drive, you know, on his drive, then he's going to go gluten free. Um, so it's, it's it's finding the motivating factor. So with your father, you got to you got to find the motivating factor and then tie it to that. Like, what what do what do they want? Now, if you're in pain, like you know, like you know your back pain and like for me as a uh, as a golfer i had back pain that was the motivation enough you know i wanted to be out of pain i wanted to improve my performance and so you know that was motivation enough but often it's the carrot and the stick so uh yeah you've got you know some people they just haven't experienced enough pain yet uh and and other people were it's looking at from the positive aspect what what can you use to motivate them to um you know to go forward
1: that's so good i'm reading how to win friends and influence people oh nice yeah yeah it's like 1936 or something like that yeah but that's exact the exact message of the book of of giving something people want and uh you're facilitating that So, like you say turning it around to golf or something they love to do um it's a great way to look at it yeah it's Um, it's finding that thing the, the, and the mental health, the depression, kind of going back to that because I mm-hmm. heard on the Rhonda Patrick podcast as well. She said the placebo pill when they first did the studies for yeah. antidepressants was it was pretty much one. I think both had like a forty yeah. percent success rate. So yeah. The, which which seems crazy. Yeah. Um, and then so, and it's probably such a vague or. Uh, hard thing to get around. Like, where's the depression coming? Like Tony Robbins, he talked a lot about like motion, creating emotion, and so yeah. moving the body, the oxygen, yeah. breathing, drinking water, and that changing your mindset. But it seems like there's so many factors to it and are you, are you focused just on the, the nutrients part or I mean yeah
0: so we, we're trying to isolate just the nutrient aspect so uh, you know with with science you try and control variables as much as possible so that you you can then you know with as much surety as possible say well th- this is the thing that caused that so absolutely so you know with the the placebo effect is between uh, you know, 0.33 and point three seven effective which means that um, it, it causes a huge improvement in people so um, so you could say 40 yeah it's slightly different in the effect size to responder rate but anyway um, and, and so but yeah it's 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 huge uh yeah that that difference but for me it, it comes down so, we're trying to isolate just the nutrient aspects. So, what that means is we're going to give, you know, we'll, we'll take these group of people and we'll split them into two groups. We'll give one group a placebo, um, which will look exactly the same. And then we'll give the other people zinc and B6. And then we're going to track now. Now, we, we would expect that the placebo group will improve significantly. And, and, but what we then have to show is that we have to, to show that the B6 and zinc will get up and above statistically up and above that placebo rate. And so we're not only, and the reason being is if you just tell somebody that they're gonna get better, they will get better. Uh, and the, and uh, my undergrad's in uh, experimental psychology and, it, and and the reason being is, is the mind drives the whole system. So the hypothalamus is just looking what's lighting up in your brain and then it tells your pituitary, the master gland within your brain, what hormones you need to survive for the next three seconds. And then your pituitary tells the rest of your body what it needs to do. And, and so if you can change your thoughts, you will change your physiology like that. And so this is why the placebo is so strong, because if you just think it's gonna work, it will work to a degree. Um, actually, 0.36 as an effect size is, is quite significant. You know, so that means that, um, you know, without getting into, uh, it means that you're, you're, you're shifting, you're, you're nearly shifting the mean of a group so the average of the group, uh, you're shifting it 0. 0.4 of a standard deviation, which is huge. You know, so you, you, you're certainly having a significant effect on them just by telling them it's going to work. So, yeah, so obviously we have to control for that with science.
1: That's because another piece from the Tony Robbins course, which I actually haven't done the last few days, and I, I haven't felt as, my vitality hasn't felt quite as great, but he, he would just meditate on... The body healing itself and having abundant health. Nice. And, um, and, oh, it just seemed like such a great thing to do. And it gets you in a state of mind where you actually feel absolutely. Uh, yeah, wonderful. So that's.
0: Your brain controls the whole show. So, yeah. I mean, I, you know, obviously I'm a clinical nutritionist, uh, but, I, uh, but, you know, I'm obviously across psychology quite heavily as well. Uh, the brain controls the show, it really does. Uh, and so, you know, there's, there's, uh, examples of, of, of that all over the world in regards to, you know, look at the Gawler Institute and, and the incredible work that they've done with cancer remissions and things like that, uh, you know, with meditation. And so, yeah, we, we know that the, the, the brain pretty much, con, you know, controls your thoughts, control the show. And so yeah, n- there's absolutely no, no, no two ways about it. If you can improve the way you think, you will improve the way your body performs.
1: Is that a tough thing with some of those research places then, too, because you just can't measure a lot of those other, you know, you see yeah, research or reports in the paper of cancer clinics in Mexico and these different places, and people are going there and trying these alternative treatments, and they have some case studies they promote. Yeah. Um, but it seems like there's so many other... There's so many There's variables. So yeah. many variables that aren't yeah. tangible at all. Well,
0: exactly, and and this is you know this is uh, this is one of the challenges of science uh, is that in science it's very reductionistic, which means you you try and eliminate as many variables as possible and just focus on the one. And often it's not the one that's effective. You know, one's not effective. And this is very true in micronutrients. And this is probably why uh, you know, Professor Julia Rutledge has been so successful with her research um, is because she doesn't use one micronutrient she uses you know broad spectrum micronutrients and the reason being is is that they are all required to work together to work and so it's not just a matter of often a matter of just giving one now my my research is is quite unique is what we're looking for a very specific nutritional deficiency and therefore um, that's caused by this urinary urinary metabolite. Um, that, that So theoretically, just by giving this one specific nutrient, we should see an improvement. So, you know, we, we should wait and see. And when, when, there must be quite a long process then. Yeah, it so is. At the moment we're going through ethics. So we're, we're going through a National Ethics Committee and preparing for Ethics Committee. We also got to go through something called SCOT, which is um, therapeutic, so um, through uh, Medsafe. And, and so we've got to get all those things signed off, and then the, the trial uh, trial will start in six months' time. So yeah, you know, we, we've got you know at the moment we're in, are also moving into the fundraising uh, aspect. So just doing what is relatively a relatively simple, basic study. This is a, a smaller study we could do to really scope this. It's still going to cost one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So we've got to raise one hundred and fifty thousand to. Uh, so I haven't even started. Uh, raising the money yet, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll look that. What's that
1: process look like? Is that is that, are you trying to get affiliated brands or yeah, I mean, that's
0: a, Yeah, that's, um, yeah. Well, we've got the opportunity to, obviously there's certain government grants and things like that we can apply for, um, charity, you know, uh, lotteries commission, uh, private individuals, but that's certainly, there's certainly something that I'm looking at is is looking at, I'd love to set up a charity uh, within New Zealand, that that specifically um, supports uh, mental health research in New Zealand regarding nutrition, because we know that it makes such a huge difference, and and so we we're looking at I'm um, I'm certainly looking at that and and as a one possible avenue for raising funds, and then having having companies associated with that, and uh, you know consumers being able to donate. A, proportion of their purchase to the charity to further this research so yeah that's uh, that's certainly one one avenue i think that's uh, yeah i think that works on a lot of levels um what was the piece i was going to say
1: because th- that's right the if, if the you're creating a product that's going to be tested on people the the research has to be so has to go that you have to go through all these hoops but yeah. um I heard about the number of chemicals that have been introduced into yeah. the world, and you don't have to go through any hoops. You yeah. can make something and sell it tomorrow, and the yeah, you true. Into The air, the water, and every and everywhere. Yeah, and I um, need a post on the Be Pure page, I think yesterday, about sixty percent of what goes on your skin yeah. gets absorbed. Yeah, and then the pieces about estrogen and plastics. Yeah, and. So even had a friend talk about these recycled cups and like a great idea, but I'm like everything's still in plastic. Yeah, the,
0: the, the polyurethane on the inside of the paper cup. Yeah, so that's plastic. So what
1: what are products that are that you're kind of really aware of now that you're trying to incorporate or like products that you're trying to use more of or, or avoid? Um,
0: yeah, absolutely. Are there any big ones that kind of stand out? Um. Yeah, big ones are going to be, uh, big ones definitely going to be plastics, plastic water bottles, um, non-stick frying pans. You know, just trying to minimise, particularly around heat, and plastics, going to be massive. Uh, for women, you really got to start looking at the PCB, uh, so dioxins and parabens, phylates in the skin skincare products, because you, we know that the hormones go through the skin very easily that's why you know transdermal progesterone estrogen testosterone creams you know that's a good you know it's one of the primary ways they deliver them is through the skin so these molecules are, you
1: <laughs> that's know a great point, Yeah you
0: know these <laughs> molecules and so these these xenoestrogenic molecules you know look to me and you would look identical to to the real thing i mean it's pretty much only you know Sure, can can tell the difference, but like to me and you, they look they look the same, and so that you know most likely they're absorbing equally as quickly and sitting on the receptor site. So you know, minimizing them on the skin, um, deodorants, aluminium deodorants, um, you know, some incredible deodorants out there now that just use like baking soda uh, and coconut oil and things like that, and, and they smell great and they really work. So there's this, you know, trying to just minimize our environmental load. We've already got A huge environmental load just breathing air in the world today i know that Mm. it it seems kind of like a a crazy thing but with a number of our clients we will test for um, environmental pollutants we'll test their urine metabolites for environmental pollutants and we'll often see even even in new zealand we'll see people with um air pollutants in their urine at at, at levels above the 95th percentile which means you know if you tested 100 people they would be in the worst five percent and this is in new zealand and so yeah so you know we are we are way way better than than you know big cities around the world, but we're still exposed to air pollutants. And you can't minimize that, you know, so that's difficult to minimize it, let's put it that way. So, you know, working on the things that you can minimize, so you're retaining the detoxification pathways for these other things that we can't minimize, like air, um, is is huge. So, yeah, that's why I'm sort of a big fan of trying to um, minimize these toxins, toxic exposure elsewhere.
1: And how have you, because you, you just mentioned you've know, been at your clinic a couple of days in the last few weeks. or Yeah. Um, so when you are traveling, it just even coming, for me, coming down the studio, not quite having a base in Auckland at the moment and missing my, like, morning routine or not having yeah. that. How do you... How? What's your morning routine looking like? What's your day, like in terms of fitting in food and exercise and water and Yeah,
0: it's tough. It's really. I mean, water's pretty easy one. Um, So often I'll I bring my own water or buy high quality water. But even then, sometimes I, you know, I get caught short and I have to go buy a plastic bottle of water. Um, Foods, you know, I try and structure a lot of meetings around food and eat at good places. But even then it's often not organic. And so even my, so when I'm at home, I obviously we, we eat all organic and, and off the farm, but it, my, my um, pest, pesticide and herbicide to, uh, load is, is elevated in, in my urine. So I, I test this for myself and that's because I, I, I travel so much and I eat out. And so even though I'm eating good food or good quality food at good restaurants, there's still a residue coming through in those foods and it's still coming through in the metabolites in my urine. So, um, so I, I take really good supplements. And so I basically, you can mitigate a lot of this by taking, uh, you know, really good nutritional products uh, and nutritionals to, to up-regulate liver function. So I, I manage it with that. And, uh, you know, probably the thing that does does give in my life is the exercise that's the hardest you know it's not uncommon for me to do 12 14 hour days when i'm traveling with meetings and seeing people and presenting and uh, it doesn't leave a lot of time for exercise so yeah the exercise stuff it, it's is always one where I've challenged um but you know you just you just do what you can and and uh, and enjoy life
1: <laughs> yeah well the i used to get the bigger it's interesting i talked to ben logan he's doing these rewilding courses down south i don't know if you've heard of him new age primal and he's got this guy dr greg emerson who was a a leeds emergency doctor in in australia but sick of catching people at the bottom of the waterfall kind of was his metaphor so they were kind of more preventative health and foraging foods and brilliant but his biggest survival tip was having a purpose like the people that live the longest have a nice i thought that was quite cool but um
0: I think I I'd, I'd have to agree a hundred percent with that a hundred percent yeah I like um, either a, a, a legacy so one of my early mentors was Paul check and he was a huge fan of uh, you know people having a legacy like why are you here what are you here to do uh, have, you know and that's essentially having a having a purpose and so
1: have you got any other mentors um, or. People yeah. obviously you've got them with your PhD. Yeah, I got Some them with what... the
0: PhD side, but uh, yeah, personal mentors sort of like I mean, Paul Paul was a massive one for many years, and and and, and still is an inspiration. Um, these from a spiritual level level, you know, Paramahansa Yogananda, so yeah, um, and and his lineage uh, of gurus, uh, and then from a professional level back to a professional level, Dr. Patterson Stark um, from Stark Health. Uh, he's, 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 he's an incredible, incredible guy. And, uh, so he's a president of the international Academy of prevention, performance, and longevity, and I've learned a lot from him. And he's, he really taught me a lot of the pathology side and blood work side that, that I, that I now use and implement and, uh, yeah, he's become a good personal friend and, uh, you know, that, yeah. So talk, talk about guy of a mission. I mean, quick story about Patterson. He's say so he's 64 years old and, and, uh, he he spends he lives in Christchurch and then also spends a lot of time in in, in, in the states, and so he uh, he he basically his friend was doing coast coast to coast and cycle leg of coast to coast and he injured himself three days before the event, so Patterson went and uh, stepped in and just did the cycle leg of coast to coast um, with three days warning, which is you know pretty good effort yeah. at sixty four, and then uh, then that, you know, the impressive thing is that he woke up the next day, and felt like a mountain bike ride. You know, like he didn't have any aches or pains. He was just like, oh, I feel like a mountain bike ride today, like. And so, you know, that's a great example of controlling inflammation. Mm-hmm. He's got his inflammation so well controlled that even at sixty-four, he can go out there and do a massive cycle race, and then you know, wake up the next day, feels great. Fancy, fancy going out for mountain bike ride. And so, um, yeah, so you know, pe- people like that. Um, you know, it's great to have inspiration in your life. The yeah, the interesting is that the guy Mark Allen on the
1: Rich Roll podcast, he said, he thought one of the key differences that made him six time Ironman champion and I think he had 30 consecutive wins in all adventure races at, at one time. But he wow. said he he sleep, sleeps eight to nine hours or, right. he, sleep, he kind of slept an extra, and the guys who he was training with were less than that. They were kind of doing these 5 a.m. shifts. And, right. and apparently there was some research he said that extra bit of sleep was equivalent to IPO or doing these drugs, like in terms of his recovery. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, and I was like, that's such a great way to put it. It's like your drug is just an extra bit of sleep. Yeah. Um, that's brilliant. Quality sleep, but still. No, that's
0: brilliant. I think. Sl- yeah. I- couldn't agree more again. Uh, the sleep side is is huge. And, uh, well, the more you can, you, we've got this dualistic system of sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. And you, the more that you're stressed, the more you need to relax. And so you've got to balance it off at the other side. So, uh, you know, and, and sleep, you know, probably outside of meditation is going to be, you know, that takes the load off the nervous system the most. Mm. Uh, I've heard that, you know, deep meditators, you know, some forms of meditation can be worth, you know, Hours worth of sleep in regards to uh, the the restor- restorative effects within the with, on the body. So yeah, I think uh, I think he's yeah exactly onto it.
1: So have you have you done float tanks and do you look into because you had a cool post about um, on your BPO blog about customising the exercise to your lifestyle mm, and yeah. balancing out the two nervous systems. Is there one the can you even summarise that? And, and I was trying to think of other ways you've tried yeah. to tap into some of those. Well, for a lot
0: of people, it can be you know just as simple as 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 you know swapping out CrossFit for yoga. You know, so if they're doing CrossFit five times a five times a week, is you know let's you know take a couple of those out and, and put some yoga in. So you're just getting the balance in that way. It could be as simple as that. Uh, I think I've never done um, sort of like the sensory deprivation tanks and the float tanks. Uh, actually, uh, one of my colleagues has, and he 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 loves it. And uh, and and so I, I certainly would love to, but it's about finding. Uh, I think it's about finding what it is for you as an individual that 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 makes your heart sing and makes you relax. And so for me, it, for me, it's being in the ocean and surfing. And so I, I don't even have to be catching wave, uh, waves. I'm just happy to paddle out the back and, and on a nice evening and, and just sit out the back and watch the sun go down and uh, you know, look around me and have a, you tr- paddle for a few waves. And, and, and that for me just relaxes my nervous system. It's like the, the water washing over you does something for me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's you know, as an individual, you've got to know what those things are um, that help bring you back to you and kind of reset your nervous system and then make sure that you get enough of them in your life because otherwise uh, yeah, you start giving away too much energy. Uh, you don't have enough for your own system. So there's, a, there's a, um, I heard a, a great podcast where they're, they're by the Jing Slingers, and uh, the Jing, Jing in Chinese medicine is, is like your core energy. So that's like your savings account. So you've got your Qi, which is your day-to-day spend, mm-hmm. um, but your Jing is, is like your savings account of deep energy. And and so you've you got to you know got to make sure you've got enough jing in the account um, of energy, and and the way to put jing back in is to rest. That's yeah, that's so good. And there was actually on the
1: surfing note, there was a documentary or maybe it was a sixty minutes piece the other night on. Mum and Dad were watching it on depression and post traumatic stress, I think sure. as well from yeah, and they were treating it with surfing with right. the, and doing research on that, and they showed the brain. The brainwave levels changing when people had at really? the first wave have been into the ocean yeah. and the therapeutic effects of effect. that. It was really interesting, just on the surfing. Um,
0: yeah. Piece there. Yeah, I could relate to that, and I, I, to sort of try and extrapolate that further. I think it's anything where you have to be in the moment. Mm. And so you know, obviously, that's the goal within meditation is to be within the moment, to be in the present, and and that's with surfing, you have to be in the moment because if you're not in the moment, you're not going to catch that wave. You're going to fall over. Uh, you can't be thinking about anything else than what you're doing in that exact second. And I think you know, for a lot of people, that may be music. Um, when they're playing music, they're in. They're just in. And you, you, know, as a admirer of musicians and enjoy listening to music, when you watch a great musician, they're in the moment. They're, they're purely in that. In, in. And I think you know, it'd be interesting to look at the brain patterns, and probably they're lightened up in a similar way.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. It gets my mind thinking of it. Yeah, so it's great ideas it, for retreats that are all around, you know. Just yeah, that, so, so that w-
0: whatever it is for the individual that has them be in the present. Uh, and and obviously, I guess the goal would be for us all to be in the present all the time. But um, that's, that's something to aspire for.
1: Yeah, I've heard the you know, the best business people always looking in the future and then the happiest people always in the present and so that, there's that balance. Yeah, there's the, a balance, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's funny, those dualistic uh, dualistic things in life uh, that you kind of like, you know, it's like the attached, non-attachment. You've got to be attached to life, you know, but but then not so attached that it hurts. <laughs> um,
1: and back to the supplement piece too because this is, a, and again, coming from my own personal like wanting to supplement but not quite knowing where to start as sure. well, and um, I saw you had, I was having some of the, the your generic supplements sure. and, and, the, and the fish oils, I know there's so much great research around that, but there's so many kind of supplements and I don't quite know where to sure. start or do you yeah, need, yeah. does everyone need that or is it, yeah. a, and, and do you need to be tested first or can you start with?
0: Yeah, with okay that's a great question. and, and uh, so, certainly from my experience and research, everybody's going to need. To, in the modern world, everyone's going to need to take a high-quality multivitamin. So that's something that's, that's providing your broad-spectrum B vitamins, magnesium, macro minerals like zinc, uh, minerals that are missing in New Zealand soils like selenium, molybdenum, chromium, iodine, which is you know, not a mineral, it's a halide. But um, yeah, and so for me, that's just broad-spectrum. Uh, yeah, as high-quality multivitamins people can buy, that that's going to help. And then, and then again, base recommendation would be a high-quality fish oil. We're just not getting any enough omega-3 fatty acids in our diet for the anti-inflammatory effects. Um, and so, you know, eating those. So, for me, I'm very happy for people to take those two without doing any testing at all. And and you know, the research shows that people are going to get huge benefit just from doing that, um, both short and long term. Then, when you start getting more in depth like anything you can go down the rabbit hole and you can start then looking at um, specific individual needs and your genetic needs Uh, that's when obviously testing then comes in and then usually at that level a higher degree of supplementation is required to have optimal expression of your genes uh, for health and and that's something that we do with our clients and um, and we do yeah so it's uh, so but as a base level yeah just taking a, a high quality multivitamin and a high quality fish oil would be essential
1: mm. yeah um and on that clinic piece because i actually want to i'm really interested to do the testing and and cool and now they've got the auckland clinic as well um what does that process look like because i know there's you got know, a limited amount of yeah. clinicians too so you need to get in <laughs> get in early obviously but um yeah, it's I, I saw it was like a four month cycle, so you can measure everything. Yeah, and um, and what kind of cost is involved in process and time frame to get just like started if you're yeah cool. more intrigued?
0: Yeah, definitely. So we have a foundational program, which is a four month program. So uh, you know a lot of people will start there, and that, that looks at some basic blood tests, some basics around uh, about uh, nutritionals, uh, and and so. Yeah, that, that's a nice four-month program. Our most common program is what we call a, a comprehensive program, which is a six-month program. Um, and the six-month program includes sort of 13 hours' worth of, uh, of uh, clinician time. It's six, uh, $1,650. And then we can do any specialist testing or uh, any uh, anything on top of that. So the, 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 any testing would be additional, and any nutritionals would be additional as well. So, you know, a lot of people come in at that because you know, wherever we wanted to test a specific thing. And the reason we do it six months is, is that it really takes six months for us to, to, to do what we need to do. Um, you, you can't really get the result where you, well, you can't get the result within a week. You know, it's, sometimes it takes four to six weeks for the, for the test results to come back. Uh, before we can then really crack into it so um, and then we have the vitality and longevity program which is a, which is an eight to ten month program which is more designed for people with chronic health issues or people who are really looking to take their performance to the next level and so probably ninety percent of the people on that program have chronic health issues but then five percent would be top athletes so yeah, there 'd be a sort of uh, we've got some um, the tall blacks all blacks uh, black sticks you know, three olympians at the olympics these sort of people and then uh, some of the country's top ceos are also on that program so um, so it's yeah it's broad spectrum and uh, your yeah, best way if somebody's interested is just to jump on jump on the website which is obviously www.bpure.co.nz or, or call the clinic and uh, have a chat to one of our clinicians and, and have a chat around to see what what could be right for, for you as an individual
1: cool Now super Excited to go through that process and see what I kind of feel like, and I'm sure a lot of people do that Yeah, there's probably missing 10, 20, 30, maybe, you don't even know the percent of yeah
0: what's what's possible. Yeah. Um, Doug, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, you, you, you're absolutely right. Uh, so like right now for myself, I have more energy now than I've ever. So I'm you know, just about forty-four. I, I have more energy now than at any other time in my life, and so I, I don't want to boast about. It, but but uh, we've we've got a sort of a a, a twenty twenty-year-old top athlete who 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 travels with me, and and he he struggles to keep up with me. So like like no no nobody can keep up with me. And and I mean maybe it's the mindset, but I I you know I I know the metabolic pathways in my system so well, and I can upregulate them and tweak them to have them work how I want them to work. And so it's really fun. Um, You get to, you know, you literally get to live life in a really fun way. Um, And, you know, all the benefits of the mental health and things like that that come with with that as well. And so, uh, and that's why mental health, that's why I'm doing my PhD on on sort of mental health issues is because I think that, you know, I think everybody has a right to feel good. And, and it can be incredibly simple to, to have people feel good, you know, in regards to how you feel about yourself and within yourself. And so, and we know that the nutrition is, is a huge part to play in, in people feeling good. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of like why I'm so passionate about that.
1: And that, and that Tony Robbins piece, he was trying to define what life was and it was energy. Huh. He thought, you know, if you're, because you could be alive, right. but you're in a deathbed or you can't. Right. Yeah. Do yeah. The wh- so to have that. How interesting. Energy, you know, he, he kind of brought it down to that. So we're studying these tribesmen who could run forever, all these. Sure. And 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 a lot at doing this research about these essential fats and yeah, to be more fat adapted and and um, that's such a. To just be alive and follow your passion, do all this yeah. wonderful work. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, that's that's so, so,
0: that's so interesting. For me, I would, I would, it's exactly that. The, the currency of life for me is energy. The currency of health is energy, because not only does that mean you've got the, you know, the energy to fulfill what you want to do with your life, but it also means that your, your metabolic processes are all working well. So your liver's detoxifying well, because your liver's able to make the ATP, the energy molecule it needs to detoxify. Your, your kidneys, are working. your heart's working well. It means you're moving away from congestive heart failure. And so, you know, which, which is essentially your heart not being able to make enough energy. And so, yeah, I think, um, so it's kind of interesting that, that, that he, I mean, obviously, uh, huge respect for, for Tony Robbins. So, um, yeah, uh, that's kind of neat. And any
1: recommendations when you're eating in uh, Auckland? You've got a favourite restaurant or spot you like to yeah, I, uh, pick out at? yeah,
0: always uh, Roses, Roses, oh, Roses in yeah. Parnell. So I understand they've got their own sort of farm, organic farm yeah. where they they source a lot of the, the seasonal food. And so yeah, Roses is, is an absolute absolute winner. She's uh,
1: Scott who owns Hip Comes to yoga quite a bit too, but. I, I hear the farm at West is pretty cool. Yeah, I bet,
0: um, I bet, and uh, I think they've got another one, Provador. Is it Provador? I think, which is down in Britomart, mm-hmm. and um, and then Orphans Kitchen. Yeah. I love the love. Oh, Tom what, and, yeah, Tom yeah. and those guys at Orphans. That that you know again, they're just real, real food, uh, fresh, local, seasonal. Um, you know, just uh, and and they let, let the food speak for itself, and uh, yeah. So those those are sort of my my. Top spots, and then we we, we actually eat 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 it in. So um, obviously, uh, my my business partner Andrew lives in the city, and and so you know he he'll he'll go buy some good quality uh, you know organic greens and stuff like that, and 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 you know we eat, eat in a lot actually surprisingly, um, because because of, because it's you know easier to eat high quality at home. Mm. And the,
1: on kind of that note, are there many trends you're seeing which you kind of Excited about because you're talking about how you had this. I actually missed the talk where you talked about how you had a scanner that could scan nutrients and food. So, that yeah, there must be these technologies or things you see, even with your research, where where in 10 years you're going to buy not fruit and vegetables, you're going to buy nutrients, or you're going to,
0: yeah, or every
1: restaurant's going to be organic. Or I don't don't know, Doug, yeah,
0: it's so so exciting, man, it's incredible. So, uh, mass spectrometry is a uh, a lab technique of identifying molecules, and and you know, traditionally there'd be these these machines would be you know, tens of thousands of dollars and huge, and and the technology is coming down now that you can get them in a little like car car fob like like for your car key. And and then that talks to your smartphone, and so you can scan certain substances with these, and and it will tell you. So the one I have, I can scan the, uh, I can scan tomatoes and, and plums and peaches and things like that in the supermarket, and it will give, it will talk to my iPhone, and it gives me a nutrient density rating of 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 the nutrients within that food and then i only buy the ones obviously that have more nutrition in and and, you know they taste better too you know there's there's a direct there's a direct correlation between nutrient density and taste of food and so um so yeah that they're already looking to build those scanners into into smartphones so they're already doing that right now um and as we go forward in the coming years uh i think in in 20 years time it will just be an absolute um it would be a bizarre thought to not know everything that's going on in your body at any given time. So, you know, with the advents of these scanners within the next 10 years, you're gonna be scanning your saliva and you're gonna know your hormones levels. So for women, they're gonna know exactly where the hormones are. They're gonna know why they're hormonally dysfunctional, perhaps. Um, you're gonna be scanning your urine for all your metabolites. You're gonna be you know, checking your blood sugar levels, looking at the effects of the foods you've just eaten. You're gonna be looking at your inflammatory markers. Um, so literally, you're gonna pretty, pretty much know everything that's going on. You'll have all of your genetic profile on your phone and that'll be then tying into g- your genetic profile Around what foods you should and shouldn't be eating because of your genetic expression, um, and so yeah, it, it's incredibly fun. So I mean, right now we do a lot of this stuff already um, in the clinic for on our VLP program, but it's expensive and uh, it's expensive to do that at the moment with the testing. Um, but as, as the technology brings it down the price curve, it's gonna become available to everybody. And it's gonna, it, it will completely change the way that people not only look at food, but also look at their bodies. And uh, it gives us a real opportunity to fine tune our bodies into into whatever we want. And I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not a purist by any means. Um, I still drink coffee. Um, well, but what are
1: the, with coffee, it is the number one antioxidant in America, I think. Right. Like is, is coffee inherently bad, or is, that just, is it just, again, it's an individual thing, or it, yeah, it kind of it, messes with certain it, pathways as well? Well, yeah, there's a number of factors to it. It's a good point. Because I it, can't believe how much coffee is, like, we're sitting here just with a bit of tea, but yeah. the, there's no culture, like, with tea or anything else, like there is with coffee. It's, yeah. Um, it's unreal.
0: Yeah. So coffee, um, essentially what it does, it, it, it's, it raises your cortisol levels, so it steals energy from the future. So you just have to be careful of that. So if you if you're using a lot of coffee, you're going to be finding that at some point you're going to be tired, as soon as you stop using the coffee because it's, it holds you holds you going forward. Um, it has a it, it's detoxified and uh, through the first phase of the liver, so it speeds up the first phase of the liver. And for some people that can be problematic, um, and for other people they may actually need that. And so it, yeah, so it's probably on an individual level whether people should be having coffee. And um, so yeah. I... I the research, the, the research actually is is very good. It shows massive health benefit from drinking coffee. But I often wonder, when I look at research, I often look at who's funding it. And, and it makes me wonder if the coffee industry isn't funding the research. And they, they then what happens with research is often they'll only publish the positive results. And this happens in pharmacology, actually, more heavily. Is that they will do 10 studies, but they'll only publish the one where they get a positive result. Mm. And so... Um, so it makes me wonder whether it's the research is a little biased but uh yes yeah, certainly it's it's not um i, I just threw that in there as, as you know like my diet's not perfect mm-hmm. and, um there's plenty of room for improvement still yeah, there's a bad science
1: piece there's a guy a researcher who did his life's work on researching the research um, oh yes really interesting particularly with diabetes and sugar and um the whole fat-free kind of uh-huh. era, but he just he just said ninety-five percent of res- or like science was bad science. It was kind right. of um, the way it was funded or the yeah, there's the, there's, there's a lot of tainting the motives behind it and yeah. just
0: yeah yeah, there's there's a lot of tainting of the science and uh, but it's uh, at the end of the day you you have to try and figure this stuff out and and you have to do it you have to try.
1: Um, and better wrap it up uh there's one piece the cold the cold water and the fasting um uh-huh. or the heat immersion and the fasting something i'm still quite into it is there been any research or any further thoughts or well you've had on on that lately <clears throat> or
0: well with the fasting we know that the fasting um triggers a pathway called the search pathway which 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 Kind of like uh, protects our telomeres from shortening, which essentially leads to increased longevity. So we know that the fasting is fantastic for that. Um, we've played a lot. I've played a lot with fasting clinically and things like that. But but for me, I often find when people fast, their metabolism decreases, so their energy decreases, mm. and so um, at this stage. Uh, i'm kind of I guess I'm more interested in how do you get those mechanisms of fasting without actually fasting <laughs> and so uh, resveratrol which is the antioxidant that's found in in red wine um, has been shown to work on those similar pathways and so yeah I think that's um, at, at this stage we're you know still sort of trying to figure that out um, and and I, I haven't really got a, a definitive opinion on it uh, the the cold water therapy and stuff like that it's um, yeah, it's, it's quite incredible, it's a, it's, there's lots and lots of research now looking at the recovery, even just you can buy gloves that are, are cold gloves, that reduce your body temperature and massively increases um, recovery time. Most likely that'll be due to knocking down secondary inflammation, and uh, so the hyperbaric oxygen chambers work on a similar mechanism. And so yeah, it, it, it's, it's a very cool time uh, to be alive and, and watching the space of health. Because uh, you know there's, there's so much stuff coming out now and, and, and we have more tools to be healthy now than we've ever had. And so it it is, it is really fun.
1: What's the one what's the one thing you do when you're you, so busy researching and talking and present and just to like just break free from that to be silly or to um, <laughs> or to just is it, are they like movies you see or is it just uh, like let you, you feel really you have to let your hair down at some stage. That's
0: interesting. My wife would say I need to do that more. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't ease up. Well, even the seriousness, or because you're, yeah. you're quite lighthearted with a lot of it too. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you find that's already kind of been built in you, or you have to like consciously?
0: No, I, I um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, um, like I say, my wife would say I, I need to do that more. Um, but but for me. I'm, I'm living the life I want to live. And so well, I, I don't want to really change it. And it's just like, I mean, this has been awesome talking to you. And, and some people might go, oh, that, that's kind of like work, but it's not. It's just like, it's just awesome. And so, so yeah, I, it, I, I generally find that um, the research, like i give you an example. Uh, I get energy from what I do. And, and so I'm more energized after talking to you than when I walked in. And then when I see a client, um, I'm more energized after seeing a client than when they walked in. And so by the end of the day, I'm more energized than when I started, um, generally. Um, sometimes it does have to crash, obviously, the system. You've got to let the system come down. But uh, I'll give you a good example. So last Wednesday night, I was flying to Christchurch to do that for two days to meet with uh, the, the supervisors I mentioned earlier for my PhD. I couldn't sleep. I was so excited all night, I, I, I literally couldn't sleep because I was going, you know, next day to work on my PhD down in Christchurch and meet these incredible professors and pick their brains, and seriously, I had like an hour and a half sleep and then had a five o'clock flight, and I, I, I was too excited, and so, um, yeah, so, uh, it's kind of weird.
1: And that's, a, that's a, such a great place to be, <laughs> I've, I, and I've heard that from a few people who are, you know, really following their Dharma or whatever you want to call it, um. Oh, that's great. And as um, maybe wrap it up with one, I think I probably uh, uh, asked you this last time too, but if there's one thing you wanted to, like if you're president for the uh, prime minister of New Zealand for a day, right. is there one thing you'd change like plastic bag free or one message you'd put out to people? Um, and I might just, uh, if you've got something, I'll, I might record it on the, the phone too to share. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me have
0: a think. Um gosh, that's
1: even if it's something small that's kinda of grinding your, your gears a bit of plain food or or maybe it's just <laughs> you want to see people uh My gosh. My gosh, if I had, had that sort of volcanic, power, it wouldn't or... be small, Doug.
0: <laughs> tip. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be aiming small on that one. Um, what would I have people do? I, I if I if I was Prime Minister I'd be looking for a way to people to monetize what they want to do, uh, what they love to do. So I would like to kind of give, everybody, give the country a day off and, and say, go, go do what you love to do and then let's figure out how we can make money from that. Um, because I think if people are doing what they love, they don't work a day in their life, they're going to be more productive, they're going to enjoy their lives and they're going to contribute more to the world than um, doing something they don't enjoy doing. And so for me, I'd be trying to create a new w- economy based on people enjoying their lives and and doing what they love, and you know have you because know, then you get m- meaning in your life, which is uh, we know is huge. So I'd try and try and do that, which may take more than a day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, great answer, brother. Um, oh, thanks so much for you.
0: Ah, you're welcome, man. Your time, it's Dan. always a pleasure, Dave. Well, always a pleasure, man. Can't mate.
1: wait to kind of find that 10 20% at the clinic and see what's uh what's yeah. possible. Eh? Yeah. So, man. Well, you, you, I appreciate doing great work. Nah, and and you yeah, the too, speeches man. at Love one man. last were awesome. Cool. No. So, uh, you got no any events one. coming up or any uh, Ah yeah, yes, so next week uh, next week to? I'm
0: uh, at South Island. So I'm in South Island for the next 2 weeks. Uh, I've got six six gigs down there. So um, Queenstown, Wanaka, Dunedin, Invercargill, so And that's all on the website like yeah, B Pure yeah. just Yeah, so, yeah, down there which is going to be it's going to be People are always so cool down there. They're you know, really sort of the earth sort of people. So it's always, always good to get down there and chat to them. And uh, yeah, so that's that's that. And then uh, yeah, just 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 keep on keeping on. I suppose. Yeah. Beautiful. not got too much planned after that. So. Oh, cheers. Oh, awesome was such a treat. I'm, um, I've got more really energy
1: it. <laughs> after that. So you something right.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, like you know, you you know when you're on the path, like for me. I, I, when, I, when I couldn't sleep last week, um, I was like, man, this PhD's got to be so right, because I was so pumped about it, that I'm like, you know, so, like, this, so that's, that's what I, you try and do, follow, follow the energy, like, where, where am I, you know, and you follow it along and you kind of go, yeah, I feel really pumped up, that's got to be right, that's what I've got to be doing, you know? And it's not like it's got to be a big thing or anything, like, it doesn't have to be a big thing, mm-hmm. you know? It's just what's right for you as an individual, that's your dharma, that's, you just, that's just what you're doing.
1: It's such a nice nice place to end it. So thanks again. Cool. Thanks, mate Um, Well, that was Rosie Sitting in front of the studio Red Roses with Ben Warren. Hopefully enjoyed it. Hopefully you dug it Hopefully you got something out of it to take your life, you know that 10% make get that extra 10% 20% 30% whatever get something out of it, and um, that's all. I think I'm gonna go drink some more Global Tea Hut tea. Check those guys out too. Got some events coming up with them in April and Auckland, March, and the rest of New Zealand. And, um, and if you're super curious and you're passionate about improving your life, I've got no incentive in this other than just um, Wanted to help myself and help other people. So I think the what well, the guys at BP are doing it is just, it's great. And uh, yeah, that's all. Much love. Think less, experience more. Hope you dug it. And uh, why don't uh, that's it. Not, not saying anything else. Actually, that's not all. Just want to let you know you're so, you're so fine, you're so fine, you're so fine Sitting here drinking my wine, which is actually tea I'm drinking tea, maybe wine later And this is the fine out the Arbes With Wine Still Woman playing us out One of my favourite tracks of his album Gold And if you do think someone's fine, let them know Ask for the number maybe Let people know that uh, they're fine people Have a fine day, take less experience
0: more.